welcome to the Blessed Mama podcast. I'm your host, Candice, a very blessed mama. Okay, mamas, I have a feeling today's episode might ruffle some feathers. I've been struggling about what to talk about lately and have been really praying for the Lord to just put some topics on my heart to share about. Well, (laughs) this specific topic is something I have really been wrestling with the past few months, and I've been pushing it down and pushing it down. However, I recently saw something on Instagram that just rattled me to my core, and I know this was another nudge from the Lord to dive deep. Now, usually I wing these episodes. (laughs) Sometimes I'll have a few notes for talking points, but for this episode, I've done a lot of prepping, and I'm praying that I can truly express it all the way I want to. Now, I've talked about cancel culture before, and it's not something that I agree with. I believe that we are all entitled to our own opinions and beliefs, which is why I won't be calling anyone out by name or calling specifically for the canceling of these people and their accounts. However, as one Christ follower to another person that is calling themselves a follower of Christ, I can't be silent. The Bible is very specific about not judging others. We can see this in John 8, 1, those without sin throw the first rock. Matthew 7, 1, Judge not, lest ye be judged. Matthew 7, 5. First, remove the plank from your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Judging others is something that I 100% struggle with, which is why I've struggled to talk about this topic. But our job is, as followers of Christ, to hold fellow followers of Christ accountable to the scripture. Now in this podcast, I'm going to say followers of Christ rather than Christians, because I feel like Christians is such a broad term and a lot of time it comes with a negative connotation. So I feel like if you're a true follower of Christ, then Christian doesn't really mean anything, but follower of Christ, like you are following Christ. (laughs) Um, We can also see in Corinthians 5, 9 through 12, When Paul says, I wrote to you in my letters not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral or the greedy and swindlers or idolaters. In that case, you would have, you would have to leave this world. But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister but is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? So Paul is clearly stating that we don't judge non-believers, but as for our fellow believers in Christ, we do indeed judge them. Or more importantly, we hold them accountable to what Christ has taught us. So, (laughs) honestly, I've unfollowed multiple accounts on Instagram the past few months, and it has been a very, (laughs) very hard move for me. These are accounts and women that I followed for years, some of which I really admired and I looked up to specifically because they call themselves Christians, okay? There's that term. (laughs) They talk about going to church, they talk about praying, post videos of themselves listening to worship music, and would share a Bible verse from time to time. But over the years, there have been very subtle posts or comments that have bothered me. Perhaps it was the Holy Spirit telling me to use the gift of discernment, but I never listened. I 
push those uncomfortable thoughts away. I brush them off as me just being judgy, which like I said, <laughs> is something I am struggling with. Um, <laughs> I have been very concerned to voice my ideals, values, and beliefs because I know so many that think the way I do are constantly getting canceled and erased lately. I've worried about becoming a target and it affecting my family. I'm always a little hesitant to be bold because, well, I don't want to be attacked. I don't have a ton of followers on social media and I've held back because well, what if I offend someone and they unfollow me? Or what if I gain followers and then companies don't want to work with me because of my beliefs? Well, <laughs> to that I say, who cares? <laughs> These have been brief thoughts, but I would be lying if I said I didn't think them. I do want people to follow me because they're like-minded and I want to be able to band together, lean on one another. I want to be myself and that's it. I'm only here to please Christ. Perhaps this is my Esther moment, although I'm nothing like Esther on a scale of grandiose, world-changing moments, but I can't help but think about what Esther 4.14 says. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Maybe I am here for such a time as this. Uh, Esther 4.16 says, I will go to the king even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So that being said, I've got nothing to lose. Now I'm not saying I'm going to go down in history as an Esther but what I am saying is, as followers in Christ, we must speak the truth. And that's the truth of the Bible. Not of what we believe the truth is. Not what we feel the truth is. When you are a believer in Christ and you are living your life according to the Bible, that means that you're supposed to do just that. Live for Christ and follow what the Bible says. And the Bible is pretty clear about how we are to live. <laughs> There's 10 ways, 10 things we should follow. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall make no idols. You shall not take the name of the Lord in vain. Keep the Sabbath day holy. Honor your father and mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. And you shall not covet. Now, let me get to the topic um, for today's episode. Again, this is something that I'm very hesitant to discuss, but here we go. <laughs> I've been struggling with this question time and time again. And that question is, how can people that are calling themselves followers of Christ support the Biden and administration and other members of the Democratic Party today? That's my main question. I'm genuinely so confused that there are brothers and sisters in Christ supporting these people. Now, earlier I said I saw um, something on Instagram that rattled me to my core. Well, what I saw was a, in quotes, Christian homeschooling mama of multiple daughters on a Zoom call with Michelle Obama. Now, some, some may say, wow, what an opportunity. You were able to talk to a previous first lady. What an opportunity for your daughters, right? Well, <laughs> in my opinion, no, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> That prestige means nothing if you ask me. And at the end of the day, any title or position we held here on earth will mean nothing. All that will matter when we are standing at the judgment seat of Christ will be what we did. The Bible speaks of a special judgment that God will hold for believers only. 
It's known as the judgment seat of Christ or the judgment seat of God. Paul wrote in Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what we have done, whether good or bad. In this Zoom call, they were discussing with Michelle Obama her book, Becoming, specifically a new release called Becoming Adapted for Young Readers. The Barnes & Noble website says this, <laughs> Most important, this volume for young people is an honest and fascinating account of Michelle Obama's life led by example. She shares her views on how all young people can help themselves as well as help others no matter their status in life. She asks readers to realize that no one is perfect and that the process of becoming is what matters. As finding yourself is ever evolving, in telling her story with boldness, she asks young readers, who are you and what do you want to become? Michelle is promoting this new Adapted for Young Readers edition for, of her book by having Zoom interviews with different people. She's using different people that have significant followings on social media to help sell this new book or this new version of her book. Another interview that she had was with Zaya Wade, who I believe is a 13-year-old and is Dwayne Wade's son that is identifying as a girl now. In the interview, she says to Zaya, I am just so proud of you being an amazing role model and living your truth. Whew. <laughs> I have many issues with this. The first being her talking to a minor who is clearly confused and I believe is being taken advantage of. The second is the statement, your truth. Okay, that is being thrown around everywhere. There's no such thing as your truth in life. There is only one truth, and that is the truth. This weekend, our pastor, coincidentally enough, described this your truth, my truth statement with a very interesting perspective. He gave an example. The example was, okay, say you're driving down the road. <laughs> you're speeding. You get pulled over, and the officer says, you were going 75 and a 45. Well, what if you were to say, oh no, officer, I was going 45. <laughs> That's my truth. It doesn't work that way. You can't pick and choose when you want to accept the actual truth and the truth that you believe is the truth. <sighs> I find it interesting that people are using this phrase, but at the same time <laughs> are shouting, trust science. Trust the science, they say. That's all they say. Well, let's take a look at science. Science says there, there are only two genders, male and female. I thought it would be interesting to look into how somebody gets pregnant. Scientifically, right? So <laughs> I went to the Planned Parenthood website. And on the Planned Parenthood website, they describe how people get pregnant. This is what they say. Pregnancy is actually a pretty complicated process that has several steps. It all starts with sperm cells and an egg. Sperm are microscopic cells that are made in testicles. Sperm mixed with other fluids to make semen, which comes out of the penis during ejaculation. Millions and millions of sperm come out every time you ejaculate, but it only takes one sperm cell to meet with an egg for pregnancy to happen. Eggs live in ovaries, and the hormones that control your menstrual cycle cause a few eggs to mature every month. When your egg is mature, it means it's ready to be fertilized by a sperm cell. 
These hormones also make the lining of your uterus thick and spongy, which gets your body ready for pregnancy. Now, they do refrain from using terms such as male and female. But do I really have to explain who has what? I hope not. So here's my issue with Michelle Obama and the intentional or unintentional support of her. When speaking of her husband, Michelle Obama said, he'll protect a woman's freedom of choice because government should have no say in whether or when a woman embraces the sacred responsibility of parenthood. So to be just blatantly honest, she is a supporter of abortion and most recently supported and campaigned for Raphael Warnock, a now senator from Georgia that calls himself, funny enough, a pastor. According to the Family Research Council, when responding to a reporter's question about his stance on healthcare and abortion, Warnock said he believes abortion is a human right. For me, reproductive justice is consistent with my commitment to that, he said. I believe unequivocally in a woman's right to choose. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Warnock has also made staunch statements concerning religious freedom and specifically its relationship to LGBTQ issues. In an article for The Advocate, he wrote, Here's what I know from over 20 years as a Baptist pastor. While faith at its best can heal and bring us closer together, too often I have witnessed it used to justify injustice against women, minorities, and especially LGBTQ people. Faith wielded as a cudgel, I don't really know what that word is, to harm her neighbor has no place in our pews, in our streets, or in the halls of Congress. Based on his public statements, Warnock is an example of someone who professes to be a Christian and holds the title of pastor, but does not hold or promote a biblical worldview. So many of these Instagram influencers that I followed posted on the day of the inauguration things like, no matter your political views today, I am proud to show my daughters that they can accomplish anything. And that was referencing Kamala Harris being the first woman VP sworn into office. Or things like, we got chills watching Amanda Gorman speak. Well, <laughs> quickly scroll through Amanda Gorman's Instagram and you will see posts like, keep abortion legal, calling for her followers to follow and donate to Planned Parenthood. Now, speaking of Planned Parenthood and abortion, <laughs> let me just throw out some facts. I found um, these statistics off of liveaction.org. Um, 2,400 innocent people are massacred every day in America, and the current administration is fighting to expand the killing. Now, obviously, Michelle Obama supports the Biden administration. Like, that's a no-brainer. So let's talk about their plans, specifically regarding women's health care. Biden and Harris plan to codify Roe v. Wade. Okay, if code what that means is if codified, it would become a federal law passed by a legislature. This would mean that even if the Roe decision were overturned, abortion would remain legal in all 50 states. The law of the land would not change as long as that statute stays in place due to a codified law's permanent nature. They would like to eliminate the Hyde Amendment. The Hyde Amendment restricts federal taxpayer dollars from paying for most abortions. Biden vows to eliminate the small restrictions that the amendment makes. This means that all American tax dollars are in danger of being used for the killing of children. 
they would also like to restore Title X federal funding for Planned Parenthood. <laughs> now, Title X is a federally funded family planning program, which has been the second largest source of federal funding for Planned Parenthood behind Medicaid at 60 to $80 million per year. Planned Parenthood is, an, is America's largest abortion chain, committing over 947 abortions per day in 2018. In 2019, then the then-Trump administration blocked Title X facilities from referring customers to abortion providers or performing abortion procedures with other funds. This caused many facilities to leave the program, including Planned Parenthood. This restores federal funding to Planned Parenthood and other abortion facilities once again. They also want to rescind the Mexico City policy. The Mexico City policy stops our taxpayer funds from paying for abortions internationally. On January 28th, Biden signed an executive order forcing American taxpayers to pay for abortions overseas. Abortion advocates are pushing for Biden to sign the Global HER Act and reverse the Mexico City policy permanently. Now, I watched the inauguration because I wanted to see what would be said. I was so surprised how many people, again, influencers, were posting about this historic moment, <laughs> meaning the first female vice president. I was incredibly confused because I knew what policies they were running on. I knew what they were planning on doing. <laughs> and I got all of this information from JoeBiden.com. <laughs> The best response to all of these posts was from Jason Clayton, whose Instagram handle is Mr. Adopt Shop. He wrote, he posted on this, uh, on the day of the inauguration, he wrote, for all of you who are so excited to tell your daughters about the first woman vice president, will you also tell your daughter that this woman you're proud of fights for the right to kill your daughter while her heart was beating inside of her mother's womb? Asking for myself because I am appalled at how many who proclaim Christ, <laughs> who forms all humans inside the womb, are applauding this moment in history. I couldn't care less what your political views are. This isn't political. This is about the sanctity of life. And Kamala Harris fights for legislation that is in direct opposition to it. Now, this post said exactly what I was thinking. I, I cannot comprehend how anyone, let alone a fellow follower of Christ, could support this moment, accept this outcome, accept this evil. As followers of Christ, we have to ask ourselves these hard questions. We have to question our fellow brothers and sisters' choices, statements, and actions. Are we to condemn them? No. We're always called to love. In this world of social media, I think that the biggest question we need to ask ourselves is, should I keep following this person? Because today, a follow and a like means to support. By giving them those numbers, you're supporting them. Do you want to support these people and what they stand for? Or do you want to know that when you're standing in front of Christ one day, that you did everything you could to follow his laws and not the world's? Why won't the unbelieving world come to Jesus? Is it because there's no proof of him? No. It has to do with sin and disbelief. Our pastor talked about this this Sunday. He referenced two scriptures. John 3.20 Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. 
and John 3.18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. He also said that as humans were made to, were made and created to worship, if you don't worship the God of the universe, you will worship something or someone. Now, I'm not saying that following these accounts is worshiping or worship, but we have to take what the Bible says and apply it to all aspects of our life. By following these people, we're letting biblical values slide. Are you, are you lessening the importance of the word? Are you twisting the scriptures so that you don't feel condemned? If you feel uncomfortable with a post, are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Are you listening to that internal nudge saying, mm, this doesn't feel right? <laughs> I think it's time we start to question what we're doing and who we're following. Even if it's just you sitting on your sofa at night scrolling through Instagram. The kids are asleep, your husband's in the other room. No one knows or sees what you're taking in. Is this information bringing you closer to Christ? Or is this information, is this endless scrolling, is it slowly making sin more acceptable? I just think it's something that we really need to think about. Um, I've really, really struggled with this the past few months. And I cannot help but ask myself, can we as followers of Christ follow these people and give them our support? I just want you to think about that. I love you, mamas. And I'm praying for each and every one of you. I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just asking you to think twice before you support these accounts. <sighs> All right, mamas, if you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe. Please leave me a review and rate this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. And you can always find me on Instagram at blessmamapodcast or email me at blessmamapodcast at gmail.com. I hope you have a very blessed day, mamas. Bye.